Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another Mario Revis podcast, or TMRP, as how I'm going to call it moving forward, because I think it's shorter and, I don't know, it sounds a little cooler. TMRP? That's right. Anyways, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another podcast. So great to have you guys join me in the gym, having a run at work, or at home if that's your thing while you're doing dishes or doing cleanup instead of listening to music i thank you for being here with me it's a pleasure to have you you look so nice it's so great to be in your living rooms in your earlobes wherever it is thank you very much guys well it's a new week it's a new podcast i'm trying to move it closer to the monday so i can get whatever happens on the weekend put it on the podcast and i was supposed to do i wanted to do it yesterday so monday but I had some uh, prior arrangements that I had to do, and it just totally screwed up the whole day. Uh, and plus, we had like another winter storm, and buses were canceled, and it's just it's been a brutal winter. February has not been kind to us here in Southern Ontario. Uh, it it's been really really bad, and not to mention that on Sunday, when we got this winter storm into to, into Monday morning. Uh, it was beautiful throughout the morning, uh, right maybe until about 1 p.m., 2 p.m., when it all started going to hell, uh, which was great uh, that uh, that in the morning it was good because I installed the security camera. That's right. If you're following me on, on Instagram, uh, you would have seen my story about how I installed a camera, drilled a hole through my concrete, <laughs> sorry, through my brick, uh, and right into the house, I installed it. It was uh, very semi-pro. I'm very proud of that installation, mind you. So, yeah, we got the security camera because there's been a few scares, uh, so a few break-ins uh, into vehicles, uh, license plates being stolen around the neighborhood. So, uh, you know, we kind of figured, hey, let's get a security camera. It's really cool. It's the Nest uh, camera, uh, the IQ cam. Uh, you can check it out uh, online. It's a really good camera. Um, if you want to uh, stream um, your backyard, your front yard, whatever it is, it's a really good camera. Um, so that that was great. I did that uh, on Sunday. Um, Arsenal won as well. I saw them on Sunday, um, which is great if you are a soccer fan, which none of you probably are listening to this podcast. But I am an Arsenal fan. Woohoo! They won. We're back to fourth. So that's great. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to sustain the fourth place, which is our place uh, over the last couple of seasons, but we'll see. Uh, Friday uh, was soccer night, which is when I go play. Uh, Yet again, uh, we sucked so bad. Um, This is an indie team, uh, well, an individual's team put together by the league uh, because my brother and myself and another friend went in as individuals. And that was the biggest mistake ever. When we first started playing in this league, my brother and I, we went in as individuals and we had a killer team. Uh, but that was not the case uh, this particular go around. We haven't had a team in the indoor league uh, for about a couple of years now. And that's because, you know, it's just been busy, not a lot of people. And we just uh, sort of lost track with a lot of the people that were on the team. So, um yeah, we lost. <laughs> we are very bad. I think we only have two wins out of I don't know maybe eighteen games or something. It's been it's been really terrible. 
Uh, that was Friday night. Friday night, I also took some pictures uh, for my brother for his portfolio uh, and his LinkedIn account. Uh, very professional, very suave. Um, so that was great. I went over to his house. I met his cat. And uh, yeah, I did a lot of Instagram posts uh, of the cat, which was, um, it was really interesting. Uh, I don't like cats. Uh, I am not a cat person. So therefore, um, she was scaring me a little bit, but it, it was okay. Uh, it was great. We got along great for, for the amount of time. Uh, so that, that happened Friday. And oh, the Oscars were Sunday night. A lot of big winners. I usually don't watch the Oscars. Uh, or the or the uh, Academy Awards. Everybody makes it out to be such a, a, a big deal. But uh, to me, I, I honestly don't care um, about the Oscars or any of those award shows. Not even the, uh, um, like, you know, the Grammys or, you know, anything along those shows. Because, like, for example, the Oscars and the, and the Academy Awards, they give it to, like, unknown films that nobody has heard of but of course they're so artsy and they're they portray a story and you know they they bring to life the characters and the acting and come on really now like a lot of us we're just watching we, we just want to watch the marvel the, the the superhero movies man the marvel movies the <laughs> the dc movies maybe not the dc movies as much but uh you know i that's why i didn't do it but uh the, the highlight of that night was supposed to be the walking dead um, but, uh, of course my wife went out and she did something, so we couldn't watch it that night. So kind of figured, Hey, there's nothing else on TV. I can't watch the walking dead. Might as well watch a bit of the Oscars. Uh, you know, big winners, uh, you know, black Panther, man, huge. I think that was Marvel's first Oscars, um, to ever win. And it's good to see that superhero movies, uh, are being, uh, made into these, um, uh, into these awards and it's great to see that it's not just like those classic like dramatic biopic type of things um which you know i I've, i think i've seen a lot of the movies that were on the oscar so I, i've seen black panther and uh there was a couple of ones that i've seen but I, I haven't seen like roma which was good it won uh so it's it's a it's a movie directed by um uh, Latin American, which is great. Always good to see my people. Uh, the Green Book, uh, I think, won Best Picture. Uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody won a bunch of awards. Uh, and I, I still got to watch that movie. I heard it's really good. Um, so, yeah, that was it in a nutshell, man. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend as well. Let's get into the show. But before we get into the show, cool links from around the internet that you might find interesting. And that is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com MNR14 and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy, guys. You get a free audiobook download. So go to audibletrial.com MNR14 to get this going all right hbo does it again another teaser of what is expected this year and then they show you the game of thrones teaser and oh my god it looks amazing samsung unveils its first foldable smartphone 15 things that are much bigger than you think from awkward.com and it's not those types of things people you have the infographic show uh, YouTube channel explaining how dumb paintings sells for millions. 
you have the Today I Found Out YouTube channel answer, what were those metal things on the beaches during the Normandy invasion of World War II? BoardPanda.com shows you a Reddit post of asking people to tell some of the dumbest things their significant others have said or done. And some of them are really funny. And finally, I give you a hidden link. So all of those links and, of course, the links to the stories are down in the description down below. All right, guys. So the first story that I want to talk to you guys about is about the Venezuelan crisis that is going on right now. Uh, a lot. It's been gaining a lot of traction in the news for the last couple of weeks and certainly the last couple of years. Uh, and it went into a... Uh, huge uh, like protesters slash uh, fighting the um, National Guard of Venezuela uh, this past weekend. Uh, fresh vi violence erupted after the Venezuelan military blocked food and supplies from crossing the border from Colombia. Uh, the Colombian foreign minister said about 285 people were hurt and 37 were hospitalized after the Venezuelan National Guard fired tear gas and rubber bullets at, protest at protesters near the Colombian border this past Saturday. So to give you guys a bit of perspective of what happened here, there is a bit of a timeline uh, stemming back to 2013 where it all happened. So basically in 2013, the then president uh, Hugo Chavez uh, died of cancer at the age of 58. Now the current president right now, who is uh, Maduro, he uh, was being molded by Chavez to become the next president. Uh, but, you know, he died and he took over. Uh, now, he was elected into office less than, a, than, less than a month later, which apparently he gained 50.6% of the votes. Um, and this is where it, it started to decline because... Uh, Venezuela is one of the top countries for uh, petroleum. So they have a lot of um, oil reserves in the country. It's one of, it's saying what it's one of the richest uh, countries for um, oil. So uh, according to this article that I'm reading, uh, oil production was falling, right? So it, it, it they had a pretty good um, spike. Uh, when when Chavez was president and it sort of started declining uh, towards the end of his term and when he died it just went down even more uh, the country was earning about 60 billion dollars from oil uh, that year in about 2008 so they were high up in in terms of oil production now Chavez started um, spending a lot of money and that's where it, it, it all fell down because as the oil prices were dropping in 2016, uh, sorry, around 2013 to 2016, um, they were still spending at that height uh, that they were that they were spending, you know, while they were having good sales and they never stopped. So what happened was is that inflation hit huge. Um, this article here is showing you how people there's not enough food there's not enough medicine uh, for the people there's a there's a picture here where it shows you that it costs um, these people uh, about two hundred and fifty 
uh, Venezuelan dollars for one egg. So basically, that means that the uh, inflation, okay, went from about, uh, it says here about 30 um, pesos or whatever it is, uh, to uh, almost like one, so the inflation went up. So to about 1.3 million percent. Uh, so it raised in just 12 uh, 12 months. So if you needed to buy one US dollar, that was a lot of bolivars. Sorry, that's what the national currency is. So all of that, uh, you know, the exchange rate was was huge. It, it uh, 2018 to 2019, uh, which is today, uh, it all started going up. And there was a lot of uh, the economy. You can tell how the economy was gradually falling from these charts uh, that they have uh, and then the big thing is obviously people don't have food six out of ten said that they had gone to bed hungry eight out of ten said that they were eating less because they did not have enough money uh, to go buy and it shows you here corn meal uh, pa pasta and breads vegetables dairies fruits roots everything started declining you could not see um, a lot. Uh, so people were living off of like um, cassava or yuca is what we call it in Spanish um, and because it's cheap. Uh, most people, it even says here that about 64.3% of the people lost a lot of weight in 2017, uh, about 11.4 kilograms on average. So a lot of people were losing um, a lot of weight due to not enough food there's not enough medicine coming into the country uh, because of the inflation people just can't afford it malaria is back in the country and it was one of the first one of the first countries to get rid of uh, malaria and now there's uh, at least 10 out of 24 states have the disease um, so all of this uh, was declining during Maduro's time and so he proclaimed himself president. There was a bunch of um, there was a bunch of elections where apparently people were saying that he's rigged them. And uh, there was a coalition uh, that was made to try to remove him from power. Uh, and clearly that that didn't work. Uh, he tried to throw out a bunch of the officials in in the General Assembly. Um, and so he's basically much a dictator at this point. Um, so moving towards now, the opposition leader, uh, Juan Guaido, uh, he proclaimed himself um, president or interim president. And the U.S. Uh, obviously backing Guaido um, to let him to let them know that he is the interim president until they can get uh, the, the elections going back again. So. That's that's basically where the standstill is. And on February 21st, Maduro closed. So moving now forward to today, he closed the borders uh, because um, that, that they closed the, the Venezuelan borders shared with Brazil in an effort to block the aid uh, from coming into the country because he says that um, the Venezuelan people are not beggars. So they're not going to... Um, accept uh handouts but that's pretty stupid man your people are you're, you're basically starving your people um there's i saw a video where um there the the 
the hospital in Caracas or uh, Caracas, <laughs> people are going to kill me that know that I'm Spanish. Um, they barely have any energy. Um, the lights keep going on and off because of, you know, the instability in the infrastructure of the uh, of the power uh, that is in the in the country. Um, so that's basically where it is right now. And then things escalated uh, to the point where um, there was this violent clashes um, in, in the country this past weekend. And uh, starting today, like today on February 26th, uh, uh, President Trump uh, basically gave an ultimatum to the military uh, to side with the opposition coalition uh, or face consequences. So basically side with Guaido. Uh, and he said, and I quote, if you choose this path, you will find no safe harbor, no easy exit and no way out. You will lose everything. Um, experts, however, um, it continues on to say that they are they are not optimistic that the military will turn on Maduro and allow aid into the country, um, which is crazy uh, to think that you could see your people starving to death, literally, uh, because they can't even afford to buy the essential food. You eat, like milk is expensive, eggs are expensive, uh, wheat and bread, and it's it's just it's crazy how this is going. And and I was actually speaking to my dad about this yesterday, or a couple of days ago. And uh, he's saying, yeah, man, it's it's there are no winners. You know, they're only the people. The, the only people that are losing losing in this are the actual people. Guaido, you know, he could be a good president saying, you know, that, yeah, I'm doing it for the people. Maduro saying he's doing it for his people. So you don't know who it is. Right. Um, but the one thing that I do understand and know is that. President Maduro should step down or should be taken out um, because this is not good for the people of Venezuela. Um, about 1.3 million people have fled um, the country uh, going from Colombia to the United States, Panama, Ecuador, even as far as Spain. Uh, so, you know, you, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's becoming um, huge now and you're getting now the planet Involved, so you have uh, people that are uh, recognizing Guaido as interim president. Obviously, you have the states, Brazil. Uh, you have the most of Latin America, except for Bolivia, uh, who support um, who support uh, Maduro. Obviously, Russia, China, they have their interests, right? So this is starting to be another Syria, and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see another Syria that. People are neglecting the fact that the country has these innocent people that just want to live peacefully, but they're being involved in a much bigger scheme to try to fight each other. Um, you know, and, and this very well could erupt into um, a civil war, which nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see civil war. So I bring the question on to you guys. Do you care? Have you heard about uh, about this uh, Venezuelan crisis? Uh, are you, uh, you know, from Venezuela? Uh, if so, let me know what your thoughts are on this. Um, and then, you know, I'm very much interested uh, to know, um, yeah, your take on this. It's just a very sad thing. I, I know that uh, it's not easy. I come from a country where there was turmoil as well. Two sides fighting uh, for control of the country. And at the end, no side won. Uh, but the people lost greatly, um, and you don't want to see that, man. You don't want to see a civil war uh, start. And uh, I don't know, man. The military should just—I get it. You know, you're it, there's 
you're probably being paid uh, corruption it's it's rampant and it's just really sad to see and the only people that are losing are the people of the country of Venezuela so I hope that there is a a, a good ending to this but it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon if it's been going on for six years so I, I just I really hope that um, things change for the country okay moving on to the next bit of awesome uh, things that I found on the internet that I'd like to talk to you guys about because this is something that I hold very dear I'm not the tallest guy by any means I'm about what five five so you know relatively okay yeah I'm, I'm short I'm short okay compared to a lot of guys um, so I was going through the internet and I was reading uh, some things and then I came up across this um, this article that says short people are angrier than tall people according to science so I always get the whole you know my wife says I'm always angry I need anger management you're you're you know Everybody says, oh, yeah, you're quick fused and whatnot. And I started, I, I, I saw this article and I'm like, there's no way. Like, you know, uh, everybody gets mad. Everybody is angry at some points. Um, but according to th this is a thing. So it says, according to folklore, Napoleon compensated for his lack of height by seeking power and waging war. And a recent study claims that shorter men are more aggressive than their taller counterparts. And they call this the Napoleon complex. It's crazy. Uh, it says, according to a new study conducted by scientists at the, at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, shorter people tend to be angrier and more violent than people that are tall. It says that the scientists observed over 600 men between the ages of 18 and 50 and found that those who felt less masculine were three times more less sorry were three times more likely to have committed violent assaults or criminal acts now i haven't i haven't done any violent acts or or, or uh, uh violent assaults or criminal acts uh so i don't know what the hell this is it goes on to state that the only reason why um, us short guys have this Napoleon complex uh, is uh, is because we, we we feel like we're lacking in something. That's why we are so quick to jump. We are so quick to fight um, taller people. And then you know, I started thinking about this, and I think they I think they might have a point. It, you know, because it says here, shorter people have stronger feelings of vulnerability and higher levels of paranoia. Now. I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of paranoia. I mean, there's certain things that get me paranoid, but I don't think they're high. And I'm pretty sure that some people that are listening to this that know me could probably uh, say something different. But I'd like to think that I am not. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'll admit I do have a short fuse. I do get short tempered. Uh, and you know what i'm starting to think that yeah maybe this is true um but i don't know man my best friend tyson uh he's 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 short um and he yeah he can be irritable at times i, I don't know I, I don't know if this story makes you know sense I, I don't know what do you guys think are there any short people out uh short guys that are listening to this podcast are you quick tempered? Are you angry? Do you get angry easily? Um, do you do you you know think that you need to compensate uh, for something because you're smaller? 
Um, there's another. There's a rebuttal here from the University of Central Lancashire. Lancashire uh, suggests that the Napoleon complex is mostly likely a myth. Uh, this study discovered that short men were less likely to lose their temper than men of the average height. So, so bam. I don't know. I guess it 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 all depends uh, to you. Are you short-tempered? Do you get angry easily? Do you like to start fights when there shouldn't be anything uh, to fight about? I know that I'm quick-tempered. I'm quick to be the first to be like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting article that I was reading. And for any of my short fellas, come on now. Come on. Help me out here. Um, I hope that you guys... Uh, don't get as angry and you're not the status quo like myself and Tyson who go absolutely bonkers uh, when things don't go our way. I, I, I hope that's not the case. I don't know. Let me know, guys. Let me know. My short, my short fellas out there, let me know. Do you get angry very easily? I hope not. Okay, guys, moving on to the final story of the episode, uh, and a funny one, actually. Uh, when I was reading uh, some articles uh, or researching some articles to talk to you guys about, there was one that, that looked very interesting, and there's a, there's a petition calls for the U.S. to sell the state of Montana to Canada. That's right. So there's a guy... Uh, that created a petition to sell uh, the state of Montana to Canada for one trillion dollars and this is because he wants to try to alleviate some of the debt some of the US national debt uh, that soared to more than 22 trillion dollars earlier this month Ian Hammond launched a petition uh, on change.org to sell Montana to us, to, to Canada. Uh, he, he, he says that uh, we have too much debt and Montana is useless, <laughs> the proposal read. Just tell them it has beavers or something. Now, it seems like this is just a hoax or a prank and, um, you know, whatever. But it's gaining some traction here. There's been over 12,000 signatures. Now, I don't know how many, how, what the population of Montana is, but 12,000 people is a lot. Um, there's been some up and down uh, comments. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's saying, uh, you know, Hammond goes on to say that he's been surprised that so many people have backed his cause. Um, all, 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 all in all, this is pretty epic, he's saying. So I'm pretty sure that this, I mean, this this guy this guy looks like a drunk, you know, kid um, in university. You know, he's probably high. It looks like he's high in this uh, picture. Um, but yeah, there's there's a, there's been some mixed reactions, according to the news article. Uh, some people say, uh, God, I really hope it's a joke. Um, some others, though. Uh, well, there, yeah, God, I really hope this is a joke. Nobody can, nobody could stand looking at such an ugly map for such a tiny dent in the national debt. But then there's people for joining Canada. Uh, a lot of them are saying that uh, the free health care, Tim Hortons. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give that shout out to Tim Hortons, bro. 
Um, uh, yeah, so Tim Hortons, the free health care, better tea, apparently, uh, the legalization of marijuana, uh, which is a huge one, actually, are all for it. One person saying, I'm, a, I'm Montanian and hoping to join Canada without the moving costs. Let's do this. Please adopt us. Uh, another person saying, I'd love this to happen. Montanians would have decent health care, better roads, and more ice arenas. Uh, so this is just crazy to think that in this day and age, a country can buy a part of another country. I mean, you haven't heard about that since like, you know, the forming of like United States, you know, when they bought the Louisiana purchase, right? The, when they bought Louisiana state uh, from from France. And I don't think there's been any other sales of land i don't know i don't think so i don't know help me out um hey i'll put this out i'll put this along to you guys what do you guys think about this proposal um to sell montana to canada i mean i don't i don't know man it's got it's got the great plains that mirror those in alberta and saskatchewan it's got rocky mountain terrains just like uh alberta and Saskatchewan, uh, so it might not, uh, I don't know, man, it, it'll look weird on the, it does look weird on the map, to be honest, um, you go from BC, and then you bring it down to the Montana, to the state of Montana, and then all the way back up halfway through Saskatchewan, it'll look crazy, um, but what do you guys think, is this a, is this a cool idea, uh, could this actually happen, are you for it, are you against it, let me know, in the comments down below, guys. All right, guys, that was it. A short and quick podcast for you guys uh, to listen to. I hope you guys like the stories uh, that I talked about today. Let me know in the comments or hit me up uh, and let me know some of the things that maybe uh, you're interested in for me to talk about onto the podcast. Uh, maybe give my opinions on or, or you know, just anything that's cool and interesting that you find hit me up in the comments or send me uh, a voice message on anchor hit me up on on twitter on instagram check out my facebook page uh, all of those links are in the description down below uh, and guys i'd just like to say one more time that today's episode is brought to you by audible audible is offering you guys a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com mnr14 and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs download a title free and start listening it's that easy guys go to audibletrial.com mnr14 to get started today you ask why audible well audible contain uh, audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks original audio shows news comedy and more from the leading audiobook publishers broadcasters and entertainers guys thank you very much for listening to another uh, tmrp it's been great talking to you guys and Watch out for my latest podcast with my friend Tyson as we talk about mental health uh, in, in men and mental health in general, his ups and downs and struggles with alcoholism and his great, awesome recovery from that. And he's been 11 years sober. 
Uh, so stay tuned for that later on this week. It's a podcast with my friend Tyson on mental health awareness. Guys, my name is Mario. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Until the next one, peace.